Hi, it's Joanna Oki here and welcome back to the Deal Room Podcast, a podcast brought to you by the commercial legal practice Aspect Legal. Welcome back to part two of our special series on the future of the business sales and acquisitions industry with business futurist and innovation expert Craig Rispin of the Future Trends Group. In part one of this series, we learned about the business futurist profession, which is an interesting profession if you've never heard about it before. We also talked about the importance of being future-minded and future-ready. We also talked about the two types of businesses that futurists talk about. You're either the disruptor or the disrupted. And being the disrupted means being left behind or worse, made irrelevant or redundant in your industry. So today we want to help equip our business advisors like brokers and accountants, any of you working in the sales and acquisitions industry with some helpful tips on how to be the disruptor in your practice and in your industry through the use of new algorithms, tools and methods all of these and more. So keep listening and we'll get started. Ladies and gentlemen. Good evening. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. You're listening to The Deal Room Podcast. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on business sales and acquisitions. Get across trends in the area and hear the industry's best recount their real-life tips, traps, and experiences. Now, here's your host, Joanna Oki. If, if you wouldn't mind, would you be interested in playing a bit of a brainstorming game here? Sure. I've, just, I've just had this as an idea. Sorry, I didn't talk about this before because it's <laughs> just something that I came up with. But let's look at the business sales and acquisitions industry. So, so the industry uh, effectively is, is almost in two parts. There's sort of like the sub $1 million industry where we have brokers who are trying to sell businesses like our, you know, our, um, our florists and cafes and, um, you know, hairdressers. And and then we have our, you know, higher value businesses, which is a slightly different um, sale environment. So let's start with the broking industry, you know, that the cafes, the florists. I see a lot of, I see a lot of issue in this industry at the moment. You know, it's, it's, it's tough work sometimes, I think, for brokers in this space, you know, even just selling businesses at the moment, finding the right buyers. So if you are an advisor in this space at the moment, how would you coach someone to be thinking about how they can disrupt this industry from the broking perspective? Right. Well, imagine what if there was an algorithm? I have an algorithm in my business, and we know that algorithms powered by artificial intelligence are changing every industry. And so what if there was an, uh, an algorithm that was written that uh, I d- looked at a business looked at the ideal customer for that business and crawled across the internet and looked at web pages and social media profiles and discussion boards and reached out automatically to people that um, shared the values of the business owner, Mm -hmm. were passionate about those things, were talking about potentially buying a business. What if that algorithm could find those for you and provide you a list every week of uh, potential candidates to buy this business. Mm. What if that did all that research for you? Wouldn't that be incredible? Wow. Well, guess what? It's already happening. Wow. And who, who is this? Where is this? Tell us. Other than, <laughs> or is this Facebook you're talking about here? <laughs> no, I'm not. This is already happening in your industry, but maybe not in your group, or maybe you don't know that it's happening, but it's 
it's already happening. Yeah. It's already happening with uh, recruiters. Mm -hmm. So let me give you a for instance. All right. LinkedIn has a lot of data now, yeah. <laughs> right? And now they're going to their clients and saying, uh, would you like us to tell your employees what their future job is going to be in five years time? Because we've analyzed billions of job shifts and we can now predict the future of people's careers. Wow. So imagine if the, the future for some of those people is to take a lump payout you know, there's 6,000 people have been just let go from NAB. Each one of them are going to get packages. And if I were going to advise them to do something, I would not advise them to go back and get a job. I'd say buy a business, buy a business, start a business. And so um, it, they're all on LinkedIn, yeah. <laughs> right? You can say, you see the people that left and, and you can actually start an advertising campaign and reach out to them. And if you could just find a handful of them, you could say, okay, I'm looking for leads like this. And in your inbox every week comes people just like those. Mm -hmm. And so this is already happening. And one has to ask themselves if this is the inevitable future. This is how deals are going to be done in the future that you're going to find leads automatically. You're going to no negotiate value automatically, that you're going to provide advice how uh, businesses can maximize their value automatically, then we need to get to that future fast. Mm. And it doesn't mean giving up what we do personally. It doesn't mean that at all. It means that we're augmenting or giving power to what we do one-on-one, -on -one, eyeball to eyeball, face-to-face, belly-to-belly, I say, in these deals. That's still how we do deals, but how can we do it without data, without automation, without this power? And so uh, I know it's already happening. I'm talking to deal makers that are already doing this, and uh, they're identifying which startup to invest in, which business to buy, uh, all through uh, an algorithm that gives them the leads. Now, they make the final decision, but th this is... This is going to change your industry. It's changing the legal profession. It's changing the accounting profession. It's it's changing the professional advisors, financial planners. You know, you can now log in to a website. And if you want a, a financial plan, you can connect all your accounts, all your credit cards, your bank accounts, your retirement funds, your super and so on. And after you do that and give permission to view it with bank grade security, it will do a financial plan. One of these services will do a financial plan for you wow. in less than a tenth of a second. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's incredible. And if that can be done for a very complicated personal financial plan, why can't that be done for a deal? Mm. For instance, what if you could benchmark a florist, for instance? What if we could benchmark a florist and say, this florist is more valuable than every other florist in New South Wales. It might be the most valuable florist in the country. How will we know that? Well, we can find out. Mm -hmm. If they uh, agreed to install a bit of software on their zero accounting package, for instance, called Fathom, and they were willing to share their data anonymized with the other 14,000 florists, that have already anonymized their data, then you could benchmark that business against every other florist mm. that are, and you could have 
much better information compared to what you had before. And this is already this happening is available right now. It's available right now. Right. I, I okay. go to industry groups and I get them to benchmark their entire industry. And I say, this legal practice is the most valuable legal practice. And you've never heard of them before. And they go, holy cow, how are they doing that? How, what's their name? Well, you can't know. They're anonymized. But, but just compare what you're doing to what they're doing. And they go, that can't be true. And I go, it's true. It's, it's from their accounts. Wow. Okay. And so this is available now. Okay. So I guess number one, I just want to emphasize here, if you're a broker at the moment, you're an advisor to florists <laughs> or any of these other businesses that, and this is across industries, across all industries, this, what did you say it was called? Fathom? Fathom is a benchmarking tool that plugs Fathom? into, okay. yeah, Fathom. We should all write this down. <laughs> yeah. A, a great uh, Kiwi startup, a great Kiwi startup. <laughs> right. Okay, great. Yeah. And I referred them to many of my industry groups that now do benchmarking across their entire membership. And boy, does this make it um, uh, really clear which businesses stand out and which ones yeah. don't. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you, you know, I, I guess the the opportunity here, just the, just the immediate low-hanging fruit, if you're trying to work out how to implement some of these things you're talking about, Craig, if our listeners are trying to work out how to implement some of these things, super easy, just think about looking at something like Fathom and look at businesses that you're looking to sell. How can you paint them in, use the tools like Fathom to compare these businesses that you're looking to sell to the benchmark and therefore use that as part Part of your sales strategy as to why your florist that you're looking to sell right now is worth a hell of a lot more than, well, presumably, you know, one would hope that it's better than Well, hopefully. Time. And if it's not, <laughs> then that's Do where, something. Oh, we need to do something more. That's right. That's right. And, you know, we have accountants listening into this. So maybe there's a lot of opportunity there. I mean, you know, the accounting industry as the legal industry, as everything else, I, I think you're pointing out here, Craig, is under a lot of pressure at the moment for changes that we can see seen the imminent future, in fact, that are right here at the moment with um, challenges to the accounting business model. So, and maybe this is a lot of value we can be talking about right now in this podcast. You know, accountants can be looking at benchmarking their clients and providing real value about how their clients can improve the value of their business well prior to a sale by using tools like this Fathom that you're talking about. Yes, it's a powerful tool. Everybody knows that benchmarking is a powerful tool. And you could do it with it one industry. You could compare all florists. Or if you're an accountant, you could, with your client's permission, you could compare all of your clients, right? And you could say... Uh, from one client, let me introduce you to my other client that spends uh, double what they spend on marketing compared to you. They spend double on marketing, but they get have four times the revenue that you do. Wouldn't you like to talk to them? And they're in a completely separate, non-competing business. Wouldn't you like to talk to them about this? And all of a sudden, you have a context that you can help your clients with, right? Just by connecting them. So it doesn't have to be one industry. It could actually be a cross-industry. Mm, fabulous. And so, do you have a list of tools? You know, I've just, I, you know, I love this idea of Fathom. Now, this is just one tool. <laughs> have you got more there in your little uh, tool toolkit that you can tell us about today, Craig? 
Sure, there's all sorts of tools. Uh, I've got uh, probably fifteen hundred or so tools wow. in okay, my tool bag. Right. But I, uh, <laughs> this yes. will be a very long podcast if we go through them all. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, let me give uh, a, uh, two more tips. Two more Ooh. tips. I've already mentioned this one, but I want to re-emphasize it. If you want to understand where this new economy is going, the the leaders of this shift into the fourth industrial revolution are the startups. And so Google the billion-dollar startup club, go to the Wall Street Journal, look at the list, and study it, because there it has, for instance, all the deals that are being done, who the founders are, how they, what was, what was their seed investment? What was their first round? What was their second round? Uh, have they uh, succeeded? Have they gone down? Were they acquired? What, how big was the acquisition? Did they list? Uh, and so this is a real education about the future. Mm. about the future. Mm. And then to find startups in your industry, there's a database of all startups at a website called Crunchbase. Crunchbase. Mm. And let's say you were looking for a startup to collaborate with a florist. You would just type in florist and there would be tons of startups in the floral industry. And you'd look for uh, one that was the equivalent uh, scale as your client, whether they're big, medium, or small. If you're small, you find a small startup. If you're medium, you find a medium startup and so on. And then collaborate, do something together that sets you apart from the rest mm -hmm. of your industry. And so imagine we know, for instance, that the Uber of florists are coming that we had FTD in the old days, and next we're probably going to have Uber Flowers. And so who's going to have that first mover advantage? Who's going to say, I don't need a shop. What do I need a shop for? People can go on their phone, they can choose the bouquet, and I can just drive my truck straight to them. Mm -hmm. So we have coffee cafes in a truck now, right? They turn up at, you know, at, at soccer games early in the morning when everybody's freezing. They don't need a cafe anymore. And so maybe we don't need a florist. And uh, maybe we need to have a, a mobile fleet. And maybe I could be the first one doing that, right? So these are the ideas that you could uh, develop because maybe you don't know how to make an app. Maybe there's already an app made for that by a startup. And what they really need, I found, is they need some commercial sense right. joanna yeah. they don't know they don't know how to do commercial deals this yeah. is a huge opportunity for advisors because their 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 whole business model is let's find an investment and let's mm -hmm. right and i say get a commercial contract first yeah team up with an established business get some deal you know get some business yeah. and then your value of your startup is so much more than when you just have an idea you've got proof that it works yeah. And they go, oh, that's an interesting idea. Do you have anybody that can buy our? <laughs> I know. It's like it's like they've been infected with this idea that they're all going to be, you know, the next Mark Zuckerberg. And I go, yeah. like, get a contract. Yeah. You know, get a get a memorandum memorandum of understanding. Do a pilot. Do something. And yeah. they're like, oh, we want to get an investor. And I go, oh, you're going to give away all your value because you have yeah. nothing yet. You have no commercial. So. I think yeah. this is a great opportunity for us doing deals, right? Yeah. I think it's a yeah. huge opportunity. There's 100,000 startups 
And there's hundreds in every industry when I go to Crunchbase and type in deer or red meat. Uh, there are hundreds. There's hundreds coming for their industry, right? There are hundreds. I'm interested in what these people look like who are bringing all of this innovation. You know, are they all, of course, we think, okay, they're the young guns, they've just come out of school and, you know, they know how to program. Is there a stereotypical type of, you know, I, I guess, person that we can be looking for, hunting yes. for? Yes. Well, un- unfortunately, the startup community is not as diverse as it needs to be. Mm. We know that, but there are new trends happening. It's not just uh, young dropouts from Stanford mm. <laughs> that are getting the, getting these deals, of course, from um, uh, Harvard and Stanford. We can say that a lot of the deals are being done from graduates from those two schools, mm. but we have a new uh, shift in the industry w- because this is becoming more mainstream. It's not just products uh, made by white young guys for young white guys. We now have got big shifts in um, really valuable businesses serving really unique uh, audiences. Mm. So uh, young women, millennial women, there's some really incredible businesses starting there. And then people of every race and creed and, and interest around the world. And of course, now we're seeing a brand new group and guess what we're calling them? Seniorpreneurs. I love yes. it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Seniorpreneurs. It's a thing. Wow. And guess what they're finding? They're finding that startups that are being led or have a team member that's 50 plus years old are more likely to succeed in the long run. Yeah. Because they bring life experience. Yeah. So there's this whole uh, 50 plus uh, startup. A group uh, it's happening in America. It's going to happen in Australia soon. Wow. And if somebody who runs a Facebook group called Seniorpreneurs and tens of thousands of people are joining it here in Australia. And you can see that um, it's just a mindset thing. Mm. You, you don't have to be 20 something. You know, you can be 50 plus or mm. 60 plus, right? It doesn't matter what, it's all in your head. It's the, it's what you understand. And that's why I'm trying to provide research tools. You know, you could spend days analyzing just the startup club or just crunch base. Mm. And if you really want to understand the the last thing that I'll say as a, as a tip, you want to cut out all the news. News is a waste of time. Mm. Just go on a news free diet. Mm -hmm. Right. And, I have a morning magazine that gets put together uh, for me by a a little app called Flipboard Mm -hmm. that you can run on any Mac or PC or Android phone or tablet or or iOS device. And you can subscribe to a topic, the fourth industrial revolution or the startup club or the future of florists or whatever topic Mm -hmm. you want. And it brings it into a beautiful magazine type style. So I have my coffee in the morning. I'm just flicking through, seeing what's interesting. And I, I follow every industry that I work in. And I go, oh, that's, that'll be interesting to my client. I'll just flick them a copy of that. And I just flick them a copy. I just tap on it and it goes out to them. Send them a LinkedIn message. Here's an article that I found that'd be useful to you. And I don't don't have fake news in there, and it's not done by an algorithm. It's done by live people. It's mm-hmm. curators, editors, 
And so I don't get any of that, you know, that fake news stuff. We don't like that. Let's take a short break. When we get back, we drill into this concept of getting a job versus starting a business, linking this back to the opportunities out in the market for new startups and seniorpreneurs. And finally, we close this episode and our two-part series out on the future of the business sales and acquisitions industry by linking you through to Craig with an opportunity to attend his mentoring groups for free. And that's next. I'm Joanna Oki, and you're listening to The Deal Room Podcast a podcast brought to you by the commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. If you're interested in hearing smart legal tips for business, the Deal Room sister podcast, Talking Law, is perfect for you. These two podcasts are now among the top legal podcasts in Australia. In our Talking Law podcast, I dissect a different topic each week that I have seen impact businesses and I then provide actionable tips for you to avoid that risk or to use that legal area to your advantage. We release new episodes every 10 days and you can listen to our episodes through www.talkinglaw.com.au or subscribe to our Talking Law podcast on iTunes to be the first to know when a new episode is out. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Earlier, we talked about ways to be a disruptor in the broking industry through the use of innovative algorithms, tools, and business valuation methods. Craig and I also discussed the opportunities for accountants to connect clients across industries and create a context where you can service them better. Just before the break, we talked about the opportunities for business advisors in creating commercial deals for startups, and Craig introduced us to this fascinating new concept of seniorpreneurs. Now, let's jump back to our conversation with Craig and loop back to this concept of getting a job versus starting a business, linking this back to the opportunities for startups and this thing called seniorpreneurs. Something that you said right earlier on, as we were discussing the exit from NAB, for example, you mm. were saying, why would these people go and get a job? Why wouldn't they just start a business? Which is an interesting comment. I'd just um, I'd like to loop back quickly and just investigate that a little bit more. Why do you say that? And what do you think is the opportunity for, you know, and I guess it fits with the seniorpreneurs discussion that we've been having. Maybe if you could talk about that a bit more. Sure. Well, the sad news is in this country and in much of the developing world, um, businesses are increasingly not wanting to hold on to this liability called a middle-aged worker. Mm. They are very expensive. And they'd rather get um, people on demand, you know, part-time that are young people, right? That's the fact of the matter. And so we know from the statistics, and not many people want to talk about this, but there are some in government that are talking about it. Somebody who's let go from Ford or NAB, and if they're in their mid-40s or older, their chance of being reemployed is very low. Wow. Very, very low. And this is a shame, but it is a fact. 
And uh, I encourage people who are in this situation to uh, start a business or invest in a business because they're much more likely to find something that they love, find a new way of working uh, that is completely different from their desk job. And uh, they're they're bound to be more successful. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hugely more likely. <laughs> the the statistics I don't have them in front in front of me, but it's something like eighty nine percent of people that get laid off after you, you know they've been at the, at one employer for more than ten years mm-hmm. and they're over over um, forty five will never get a full time job in that industry wow. again. Gosh. I know. Well, I'm I'm feeling like maybe there's an opportunity then, you know, once again, if you're in, you know, for the individuals themselves to rethink how they fit into work as a whole, you know, and how yeah. they see, see that all working. But also if you're in the sales and acquisitions industry, say, for example, you're a broker and you're saying, well, you know, I need a pool of buyers, maybe here's a pool of buyers. But one of the things I would say is that I have seen on many instances um, the someone coming out of a um, corporate environment, buying a business and it going a bit pear-shaped. You know, right. They're not ready for it. So I, I would, you know, add if you're thinking about this as an opportunity, I, I feel like you must, you know, in order to do the right thing by everyone, also have built into your strategy, the way that you help these people transition and, you know, find the opportunities in the technology approaches that you're talking about, Craig. Yes. So, this is what I advise my, I talk to many of these people Mm. and I say, uh, what industry are you passionate about? And when you believe a Ford, ex-Ford worker said, Craig, uh, I, you know, I used to work on the assembly line. You know what I'd like to do? I, I'd like to own a physical therapy practice or massage business. And I say, well, that's fantastic. How about you do an internship? a mature age internship, why don't you go work in one of these practices for a year, understand exactly what the business is. Why don't you run the front desk or the appointments book and understand before you make an investment Mm. and hold on to that package. You can just squirrel away in your bank account for a while. And maybe after six months, nine months or a year, you know exactly how you could do this yourself by taking it over from the from the owner and how you would do it do it better and then you're not making a you know a decision without having tried it and so there are actually state and federal packages that allow um, seniorpreneurs to do this, they can get some assistance and even advice mm. and free strategic in planning. Oh yeah, in, in Australia, advice. yes. Okay. Yeah, there are advisors that are uh, you get x number of hours to uh, test your idea and help mm. you write a business plan and all mm. sorts of things that you, uh, that you could team up with with you know it's not instead of what you're doing as an advisor it's in addition to mm. what you do as an advisor and um, you know help your clients get connected to those and so they get some ex- extra resources and training there's all sorts of training now for uh, how to digitize your business and the owners the, the owners of these businesses they don't have time or interest in digitizing their business they just want to get out yeah <laughs> and yeah. so what isn't the you know potential investor that now has a package you know it would be quite yeah. a sizable package if you'd worked for 
NAB for 10 years, you'd have a quite a sizable package. Mm. And, um, and uh, and you would know how to get additional finance as well, mm, <laughs> you, and mm. you would get a special deal. <laughs> <laughs> right? Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, you go to go do a course on in uh, running a business, how to digitize the business. Go work in it for a while, and then uh, you know, and meanwhile, work out a deal how to you know transition the owner out. And I think that might be, um, you know, the, the advice that I've given many, many, many people have come up to me that are a bit lost and they, they need some help. And many, many, many of them have come back to me and say, Craig, you won't believe what I'm doing now. I have a completely different career and I love it. Right. And I think that's fantastic. That I mean, is amazing. That is. And look, we, we've just identified a whole business model potentially for, you know, someone who's a broker or M&A advisor at the moment is sort of, you know, a bit jack of uh, the, the current slog. You know, here we go. Here's an opportunity for them. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's do the math. Um, so they might have, let's just put a number around it, 100, 150,000 dollar package for somebody that's exiting in 10 years, even more if they haven't taken any long service leave and, and invested wisely. And if you multiply that times 6,000, wow. what's the investment part? And then you multiply that times the finance that they could arrange because yeah. they know who to talk to at the bank. Yeah, I mean, just do the math. And, yeah. and you know, that that is somebody's business right there. Just doing that. And what about all those Ford employees? They all have packages too. Mm. And they're sitting in Bendigo. They're happy to go anywhere that in the world mm. where they could have a better lifestyle. Mm. Right? Mm. And so maybe they're looking for a seed tr- change or a, t- a tree change. Mm. And if you could you know, get them into a business, but get them educated about it first, and they'll become a better um, buyer, right? Mm. A better buyer. Look, Craig, I just want to thank you for all of your incredible insights. I had no idea when we started how, uh, how many ideas were going to come out of today's discussion. My head is like really literally spinning. I've, <laughs> I'm just bursting with ideas at the moment. But, That's awesome. Um, <laughs> look, it's hard. You know, I love innovation and I've always had a drive to make our legal practice innovative in, uh, and, you know, it's a low bar in law as a whole, I guess, right? But, <laughs> but you know, um, talking to you, I just realised how much opportunity there is on the table that, you know, I, I guess I hadn't seen. So thank you, Craig, for your incredible insights. Well, you're very welcome. I, I have to serve. It's what I love. <laughs> to do. So uh, hopefully I can be of service to you uh, more in the future. Look, I would love to have you back for many future episodes. I think we've got loads of ideas here we need to unpack in the corporate terminology speak. But for now, if people want to find you and find ways that they can work together with you to get some of these amazing ideas that you have, you know, turned into a practical sense in their business, where do they find you, Craig? Sure. So uh, many, many advisors attend my regular mentoring groups that I run around the country in Melbourne and Sydney and online. And to find out more about that, if any of you uh, listeners, watchers would like to join one of these mentoring groups, be my guest. Come along as my guest the first time for free. You can find out more information uh, at my website, future trends with an S, futuretrendsgroup.com and click on mentor and register and come along and ask me anything. Ask me about a deal you're doing or 
ask me where your industry is going. I'd love to be of service to you. That's amazing. That's amazing. And we will link to this in our show notes if you happen to be on the treadmill or driving or doing something that doesn't allow you to write it down. So just click into the show notes and you'll find the link straight there and and you can sign up for Craig. Craig's sessions, they sound fabulous. You might even see me there one day, Craig. (laughs) I'd love to see you there. Okay, well, that ends today's episode and, in fact, our two-part series with Craig Rispin on the future of the business sales and acquisitions industry. Now, as a quick recap, today Craig shared with us a few ways business advisors and brokers can be disruptors in the industry by introducing new algorithms, using benchmark tools, and exploring more effective ways to undertake business valuations. We also talked about the opportunities for accountants to create a context where they can add more value to their clients by connecting different clients across industries. We also talked about the opportunities for business advisors to service the need of startup companies who need commercial deals to give themselves that added credibility in the market. And then we also went through this new concept of seniorpreneurs, which I haven't heard mentioned before. A great name. I love it. We also talked about why starting a business might be better for our seniorpreneurs than getting a job when people are just exiting the workforce, especially as middle-aged workers. So if you enjoyed what you heard today in today's episode, please subscribe to The Deal Room on your favorite podcast player. And of course, if you're already a subscriber, please consider perhaps leaving us a review on iTunes to help us reach more people. Thanks again for listening in today. You have been listening to Joanna Oki and The Deal Room podcast, a podcast brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. See you next time. Ladies and gentlemen. Conclude this evening's entertainment. Thanks for listening to the Deal Room Podcast. To find out more about this episode and other episodes in the series, check out the show notes or head over to our website at thedealroompodcast.com.au. Deal Room.